0: Detective Gale. Oh, thank God. Something besides ramen noodles. Oh. Oh.
1: oh. So let's see, where'd we leave off? The society split and so did those three, but it seems like they kept busy. There was the Colts incident where Wes, I believe gets cursed some tensions between Julie working for PETA and and Wes working in some underground network, and the cast was on his own spiritual journey. Oh, and then there was the Dead Dragon incident with Marshmallow Man, the bank robbery, the skiff on the Stevenson Expressway, and the mass psychogenic sleep event all were either the cause or involved these three. Jack. I gotta say, you keep saying these three are heroes, but... From the picture you've painted, it seems like they've been the cause of most of the trouble.
0: Hey, you wanted context, right? All you really need to know is that it was a rough year, 2020. They each faced difficulties that would scar even the most valiant-hearted. So, their execution was a little rough shot. For what it's worth, their actions still saved lives.
1: All right, if you say so, Jack. So let's see here. Ah, yes. You and your co-conspirators create yet another secret organization. Tell me, Jack. Why? You were at the United Nations. You had the governmental influence. Why go underground again?
0: You wouldn't understand.
1: People weren't being taken care of.
0: Batonians were falling through the crack, and there was... Is... A real threat facing our world that you and everyone else here isn't taking seriously.
1: Right. So real that even Wes wouldn't join?
0: Or did he? Right. That's where we left off. I jumped the gun when it came to Wes. It wasn't my place, and honestly, I was still too close. Too hurt from the situation. To make that call but the society of the weird and terrifying came together once again to face the threats of the outlands it just took a little bit of convincing the following is a dungeons and dragons podcast names characters businesses places and incidents are either products of the dungeon master's imagination or used in a fictitious manner any resemblances to actual persons living or dead or any actual events are purely coincidental. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. You might be wondering how we got here. <laughs> What does Wes normally dream about?
2: I think most of his dreams are like normal dreams. He doesn't have like fantastical dreams. He has a lot of, you know, I shit, I'm late to a meeting at SWAT or, oh, no, my pants are gone. Got you, like got that you, sort got of you, thing. All right. You
0: are currently running down the hallway in SWAT, the previous SWAT, trying to get to the meeting room where you are supposed to have your latest briefing for your latest mission. You turn the corner and enter a room, and it's a fairly plain room, and you've kind of lost all intention of the dream that just kind of faded away, and sitting in a chair in the middle of this room, sitting at a table, you see a familiar all-black figure, and he goes, <laughs> Wesley Barrett, is that correct?
2: Uh, uh, uh should i put some pants on first before we do you this? look down
0: and you have pants on
2: <laughs> god damn it he says please please take a seat i would just like to discuss you know i'd love to i would really love to but fuck you and i try to wake up make a I wisdom guess, saving there a really good um uh, 19 19 not like don't yeah, have a high yeah. wisdom saving there almost there but not quite
0: you try to wake yourself up, and you have a slight moment of where, like, you realize this is a dream, but you still, you're still, you still, like, in that in-between, kind of like when you're running in a dream, and you realize that you're going way slower than you should, but it's still, like, nothing's changing in the dream. And he says, no need to be so rude. I would simply
2: like to have a small talk. We've been... Well, you have killed people. This is the... Okay, I would like to discuss whatever. that as I, well. Fine. And I sit down. <laughs>
0: You sit down? Yeah. You sit down and suddenly there's just like a tea kettle on the side next to you and like two cups. It wasn't there before. And he begins
2: pouring tea. Would you like any? Uh, what kind of tea is it? This is a dream, Wes, It's whatever tea you would like. You know what I think I'll pass? Tea is just dirty brown water. No, thanks. <laughs> fair, fair, fair.
0: We have been on opposite sides, you and I for
2: some uh, still are, I would like to discuss this. Uh, no. Have a great day. Uh, can I wake up now? you going to let me wake up now? Thanks for the tea. No. Hear me out at the very least. I am doing this
0: peacefully for a reason. (laughs) There will be changes coming soon to your world, and I think you could help us with these changes. You and I have similar goals. I was able to tell when your explosion of sorts happened. You and I do not have far dissimilar wants. Consider it a partnership. You also have a few, let's say unhappy beings who would love a crack at you. I am holding them
2: back to an extent. Consider my offer. I once was like you. Look, I'm sure you have very good reasons for this, and this is a really excellent, like, second act turn villain speech. But could, like, you actually explain what you're doing and what you want from me? Why the fuck? Let me give you some negotiating skills. Why the fuck would I do anything when it's that vague? You've given me no specifics. You've given me no details. You've given me no reason to trust you. This is just you showing up and going, oh, we're the same, you and me. I was like you when I was younger. Like, okay, cool. You've Beered peered into off. my mind. Into our mind. You
0: know what we are. You know what we want. And we will have it. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, nope.
2: Nah. Well... I can see that I
0: won't convince you in one night.
2: So. Cool. Could you not convince me in any nights and stop invading my dreams? (sighs) That'd be really, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be sick. I will give you one more
0: chance to consider my offer. The next time it may not be as nice.
2: Got it. Let me think about it. No. All right. Bye. Can I wake up now? I have stuff to do. (laughs) (laughs) You wake up. It's
0: kind of later in the morning. As you come to, and you hear a
2: knock at the door, and it's a familiar knock. Who is it? Oh, well, that doesn't mean Okay, I open the door. You open the door. Actually, I checked the peephole first, too. It's Sarah (laughs) DiVarona. You know. Okay, yeah.
0: You open the door, unlocking all of your locks, and she walks in goes, Wesley, how are you doing today? I've been better. You, you see that she has, like, another manila envelope in her hand. And she goes, Wes, I would like to talk to you about something.
2: And she hands you the manila envelope. Hey, so I'm not going to lie. I don't think I'm cut out for this whole, like, finding magical artifacts on my own sort of thing. I appreciate the offer. I just. <laughs> she begins laughing. She goes, just
0: open the letter if you wouldn't mind I open it. You open it and it is an invitation to dinner. Mm -hmm. She goes, I also do not think that you are particularly cut out to find these artifacts. I think the last one may have been a little bit of a, a tell. But I would like to thank you personally for all the work you have done and all the work you've done for, well, all of us. It's going to just be a small dinner, just me and my partners, and I would like to invite you and whoever else you would like to bring. I don't want to make it an awkward situation. Just a small dinner, but please feel free to bring whoever
2: you would like. I can make as much as we need.
0: And you see her contemplate for a moment, and she goes, I'll uh, I'll pick you up. How does that sound?
2: You asking me on a date? No, not in the slightest. Again, this is a thank you dinner. Look, I appreciate the offer. Just, I also, that was a joke by the way. Not that I wouldn't want to date you, I am probably about 30
0: 20 30 years older than you. I think you're a little bit young for me. Forget, I said yes, forget that. Forget that,
2: it was a whole um, again. It's very just what casual. What is this dinner like? It's a a thank you, just a thank you dinner to people you've been working with. That's kind of vague.
0: To you, specifically, I, I've been paying you a menial sum for these jobs when you've gone above and beyond for each and every one. Just a thank you, and possibly a discussion about future... You see her contemplating again. Objectives. I don't mean to be vague, but she kind of scans the room a little
2: bit, and she goes, y-
0: you understand.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess I've never been one to pass down a free meal, so... Uh, you actually hear coming from uh,
0: around the corner. Jordan goes, "Wes, we're out of milk again." It's fine,
2: but we got to dinner. Wait, when when is the dinner? Later tonight, <laughs> uh, O'Neill. Uh, around eight p.m. later tonight. Save, save, Jordan. We're going. We're going to get dinner tonight. Don't. It's it's fine. We just eat some cheeses or something.
0: Not a fucking again, Wes. God.
2: <laughs> and you see uh, Sarah teeter off, and she says, "I'm said, sorry." The closest milk, the closest convenience store, is three hours from here, out the back door. Ah! Uh, uh, you see Sarah Teeter, and then she goes,
0: "Well, I will see you later this afternoon." Uh, and I'm assuming you're bringing
2: your ward. Let's call him roommate. And uh, yes. <laughs> Very well. She gives you a nod and leaves. Jesse,
0: Julie, Josul, Dolly. All right.
3: Hey. Okay, I'm here.
0: How you been doing? What has Julie been up what has been Ju- what has Julie been up to? I'm um, I'm kinda putting the, the missions in your hands if you want to think of some weird Phaetonian guy and thing that happened that you've been dealing with.
3: I think she's mostly been working on like immigration stuff, like making sure all these new Phaetonians have paperwork.
0: Yeah, you're working on the Phaetonian registration stuff. I think that makes sense. Yeah, the, the deadline for registering. Yeah. Like, they got to have
3: like, yeah. like they gotta have, like, social security cards and everything because now they're, like, yeah. in the United States.
0: Yeah, the deadline for the Phaetonian registration thing has passed after the year, so it is now your job to kind of round up people who haven't registered and either register them or register them in the, the standard way or register them as hostiles, which then the hunters or you guys will take care of. Um, okay. So that's part of your job. But you, you have a standard day. You do have your proficiency now in Googling. Oh,
3: yes.
0: Um, after that that time has passed, so you can mark that on your character sheet.
3: Heck yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, your work with Alice has gone fairly well.
3: So now I get my proficiency bonus to Google? Yes. Oh, my God. That's a game changer. On top changer. of your
0: tech. So, yes, now you can actually... I have a zero in tech. Well... There you go. So now you can actually, like, do some Googling (laughs) if you want to. Oh,
3: thank God.
0: Whether that may or may not come into handy, we'll see. I'm sure you'll figure out a way to use it. But your day goes as usual, and you go home, and you instantly notice that something's wrong because the door is hot to the touch, and you hear some, some screaming and some clattering.
3: I run in.
0: You run in, and you see Amber has lit a small portion of the kitchen on fire. and I pick up
3: the fire extinguisher I keep by the door.
0: Okay, you you reach over to the many fire extinguishers you guys have in this apartment, and you kind of wait by the door. You see Amber just throwing fireballs at this probably burned dish on the stove, and she's just wailing on this thing, just screaming out profanities, yelling.
3: I'm going to foam the stove.
0: Okay, you rush over and begin. And Amber. (laughs) You rush over and begin foaming the stove, and Amber she goes, "Ah,
3: ah, damn it, fuck, Julie. There is a fire.
0: You feel the room, like... You were on fire. You, as you, like, fire extinguish the fire, the fire, like, the room temperature goes down a little bit and then, like, bursts back up. <sighs> sorry, I... I was cooking dinner, and I may have let loose a couple of my frustrations.
3: And so you took it out on the stove. I can see that. No,
0: it's just... Sorry. God.
3: Can you talk about it, or is it classified?
0: No, I can talk about it. It's just... We had six... New recruits die today. Six of them. They were kids. Oh, I'm so... S- they were like 20. Oh, God. They were only able to bring back three. And it's it's all because of this fucking red tape bullshit. And you see the room, like, you feel the room get warm again before she, like, calms whoa, down.
3: whoa. <sighs> Sorry. I'm still wielding my <laughs> fire extinguisher threateningly.
0: She goes... Sorry, I, Julia, I can't do this anymore. I knew this was going to be bad, but I did not think it was going to be this bad. God, oh, sorry. She waves a hand and the the flames and the smoke and everything just kind of dissipates. She opens the counter and grabs a bottle of alcohol, fireball, <laughs> and begins pouring a shot. She motions to Get you. <laughs> she goes, do you want any?
3: That's okay.
0: She sets the shot and down and.
3: Maybe you shouldn't be drinking right bottle.
0: now. She says, It's been a while since I've had a drink. I think I need one.
3: <sighs> I set the fire extinguisher down by my feet where I can still reach it. <laughs> she
0: takes a heavy swig of fireball and then begins coughing for a while, <laughs> for a, un, a non unimportant amount of time before she wipes out her mouth and goes, <sighs> Julie, um... There's been talks. We're considering...
3: Talks about what?
0: I don't know a lot about it, but... Apparently before... The United Nations... And before... World War II, the society was... Underground, in a sense. She goes... They're talking about... Possibly doing that again. Bringing back some don't of Don't the- tell me
3: you were going to join...
0: Julie, I just lost six 20-year-olds who had their whole lives ahead of them, all because the United Nations wouldn't let me intervene because I was supposed to stay at my post. It's bullshit. I'm I'm not going to stand up for this anymore. I'm not. We're going to work how we've always worked. Yes, it's a little bit freeform. Yes, it's a little bit unorganized, but we do what we need to do when we need to do it. And I'm not going to sit by and let people in suits and committees and boards... Decide what I need to do when I know what I need to do. I was the highest ranking evocation person in the society. I was able to make the decisions when I needed to make them, and I made them more or less as well as I could. But I'm not going to sit here and let my hands be tied anymore, Julie.
3: It's not like people didn't die in SWAT. Yes,
0: but we had safeguards. We had ways of bringing people back. We had ways of dealing with these Besides your friend Cash, we hadn't lost someone in 20 years.
3: Are you counting the first time Cash died? Because the second time we had already, it had only been like a few months.
0: Yes, the, the first time. I don't know. I'm not saying you have to join and I don't want to put your PETA position at risk. So if you don't want to, I understand. But we're having a meeting.
3: If I don't, though, they'll find they'll find out
0: we just can't Julie there's some other information that's come to head and I don't know if they've let you know if they've made you privy to it but there's something going on with the Outlands and it's not good what's going on and that's classified and I can't necessarily tell you much more but if you want to know we will be divulging it at the council meeting It's it's not great
3: if I join I want to be a council chair
0: <laughs> she, she kind of takes a moment and like looks at you and just kind of begins chuckling. She says, Julie, that is not something you want to do. Trust me on that. You you don't want that. You definitely, 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 definitely do not want that. You can definitely be a senior ranking member for sure. And with all the work you guys did for the, the merge There's no reason why you wouldn't have full agency, but you don't want to be on the council. Julie, you don't.
3: Well, then I want to be privy to the same information the council is.
0: You will be. In fact, we will all be. One of the failures of the society was we started holding secrets from each other. And that's not how a society functions. Everyone will be privy to the same information. I promise you that.
3: Well, I mean, there has to be some stuff classified.
0: We tried that way, Julie, and this, she kind of motions to the general vicinity, happened.
3: So you're going to tell everyone about who the last conjuration chair was.
0: It's the first way we could gain the trust of those who we may have forsaken. we I'm not going to say that the previous society was perfect. In fact, it was far from it but we need to learn from those mistakes and move on.
3: I don't know if PETA will let me go.
0: Oh, trust me. The United Nations isn't letting me go either. This is being completely done in secret. In fact, she motions towards the door, and you didn't notice at first, but there's like a strange little sigil. It looks like this eye almost, but has these like branches kind of going out from the eye. She goes, I made sure to make sure that no one could look in here. I said it was for privacy reasons.
3: Do you not normally have a privacy ward on the house? I
0: do in the lab, but not in the entire house. And I decided it was about time we upped the security. There are defense wards. You you know that there's defense wards, but this is a...
3: O'Neil O'Neill, can you please... Did I know about the lab?
0: Huh? Yes, you, you would have known about the lab. There's like a... She has like a little workstation. Not really a lab. She calls it a lab. It's more like a office. A desk... <laughs>
3: When's the meeting?
0: This Friday. Um, They're doing it off the docks in Chicago. Okay. All right, I got to go clean up this mess. She motions to the very badly burned stove. She goes, I'll get another one. Can't
3: you just magic it away?
0: Not my forte, unfortunately. I could burn it more.
3: I, I glance to the fire extinguisher at my feet.
0: She chuckles.
3: I'll go buy a new one.
0: I, I've got it, Julie. You don't have to spend your money.
4: Bonsoir. Hello there. Hello. Uh, Cash. Cash Warner Desmond. What are you wearing? Where am I going? To the wedding. To the wedding? Um, wearing a suit, uh, no tie, top button undone, pocket square.
0: Okay, fantastic. Kumi is wearing a fairly ornate, kind of Victorian-era dress. Not too flashy to overdo whatever you guys might be walking into. You guys have been given the location of the venue. You guys drive out. It's actually kind of fairly in your neighborhood, like a maybe a 15-minute drive. So not in Chicago itself. The wedding venue is uh, this indoor venue, which you take pause at, but don't really consider until you see the venue. It's probably been redone a little bit. You see various shrubs and, like, giant trees that really aren't temperate to Chicago. And it's also, like, Hmm. we're still getting out of the winter. This is, like, February, end of February, March area. Yeah. But regardless, you pull up to the venue, and it's a very lavish setup. There are banners and streams, and it's a little bit, it's a little tacky. There's some mismatching themes that are going on, but the overarching theme is, like, nature. And actually, as you walk in, the doors are just open. They're being held open by, like, vines and, like, roots of trees. And as you walk in, the indoor just continues to be more lavish. And you see dozens of little folk running around, gnomes and halfling alike. You catch the occasional elf; none of them resembling Hans's clan of the darker skin tone. It's mainly, mainly fairer fair skin elves. You see them actually like setting up decor and casting spells to set up the wedding, and you see streams of colors and glowing orbs of light kind of floating through the venue. And you see the, the wilderness kind of men, melding between the inside and out, keeping it like flowing as you walk through this venue and as you get inside you see small trees and shrubbery kind of lining the entrance and and making decor in general and and the shrubbery kind of grows out and then the the venue itself there's like a, a hallway that kind of wraps around the central cathedral you might say and then as you walk into the cathedral you see this giant tree kind of stretching up to the ceiling of this venue all the way down kind of as an altar and, and you see, like, various uh, small folks still running around, getting ready. Uh, you see people excitedly talking. You take a moment and what do you, what do, you do, first thing?
4: Are they like is the bar open yet or I just find a seat I guess
0: <laughs> the bar is open the tap is a flowing you know the gnomish folk love to party so that that's going if you would like to get a drink you can also find your seats I think Kumi probably grabs a a, a small drink and then begins looking for a seat uh, this place is going to be packed so you figure you might want to yeah but I it's skip also the drink. running well, on let's g- just get our seats it's also <laughs> you also know it's running on gnomish time so. Might be a little bit later than the probable okay. starting time. You guys showed up on time. Probably a mistake.
4: Not <laughs> <laughs> great. But you,
0: you and Kumi kind of find seats and just kind of, you're, you're watching the, the area, watching these little folks, beginning to celebrate this beautiful union. And suddenly you feel a hand on your shoulder. Hello. Uh, you tune around and it is Guntar.
4: Hey, Guntar!
0: Kesh, good to see you.
4: Good to see you, too. Long time no see.
0: Yes. Uh, He kind of does a little bit of a, a scratch at his chin. He goes, uh, problem. What's up? He does a, a, a motion nod for you to follow.
4: I'll be right back. One second. Yeah,
0: no problem. She's just right. sipping and watching the the festivities that are going on. Gutar kind of leads you around the this kind of hallway area around the cathedral to this back portion room. And you see Guntar is wearing this kind of huge suit. Again, Guntar is like seven and a half feet tall, <laughs> huge He's man. So big. And like the suit is barely holding on at this point. You think if he makes oh. like if he breathes a little bit too deep, it's just gonna all fall apart yeah split, yeah but he kind of leads you around the side of the venue to this back hallway area you assume to be like a dressing room of some kind, and you see Hans on the like it crouched down, just uh heaving, trying to catch a breath,
4: oh Jesus, Hans bud oh God,
0: I saw people. I don't know.
4: Dude, you okay?
0: He, he hasn't even acknowledged your presence yet.
4: Hans, buddy, and I'm gonna crouch down and just put a hand
0: on his shoulder. Oh, oh god. Oh oh cash. Oh, Hans. God. Hans, what's um, up? you okay? Oh god, Cash. There's so many there's so many people. There's so many of them, Cash. I don't I don't know what to yeah. do. Uh oh, God Hans, oh, they're god. your friends. Uh, they're your and Greta's so many friends. Of them, though. Oh, oh god, Cash, this is not how elves do it. Oh god, Cash, I'm I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do.
4: Oh God. Okay, first off, <sighs> deep breath. Come on, <sighs> new one. Okay, 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 I know. It's very, very intimidating. Especially it is such a special moment, okay?
0: I understand. I wasn't prepared for this. I thought I was going to have a traditional elven wedding. Just me, Greta, the trees. Oh, God. <sighs> you see Guntar kind of uh, creaking but... the door open, kind of peering out, like making sure no one comes back in here see- seeing this moment.
4: <laughs> okay, so... Part of it is you have to respect Greta's family's traditions, yes? Yeah. Th- this is now your yeah, family. I know,
0: I, and, I, and I love them very much. Oh, God.
4: Hans, you can't fuck I this know. up. I know, that's why getting
0: married. I'm so nervous. I I can barely keep my lines in my head. You can't in, in make, make a mistake. I can barely keep my vows down. Gre- Greta's great, 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 great uncle Opie is here. Cash? Opie? Opie. Oh, I wouldn't know that. You, Never yeah, mind. Yeah, you wouldn't know that. <laughs> um, he goes, I, I just, uh, I don't know what to do. What? So what? So is it you're nervous because there's a lot of people there's here? There's A lot of people, and I'm nervous, and my family—they didn't want to come because it's not in the traditional Elvish way. So, I mean, I my. Well, that's
4: bullshit. That's I mean, on my them. brother's
0: coming, but oh god, I just. I just don't want to fuck this up, Cash. You know,
4: you can't fuck it up. I
0: can though. What if Everyone's I forget my vows? For what if I you. forget? You know, I
4: whatever you say, because as soon as you get up to that altar, it's just going to be you and Greta. You're right. And you might have a set script for yourself, but if that's really what you want to say to Greta, that's all going to come out anyway. You're not. Going to flub a line and, and fail your Broadway production. It's your wedding vows. Yeah. And you're going to maybe fuck things up, but again, that's getting married, I guess. Never been married, but i I've, I've heard that it's you go with the flow.
0: You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You should get it together. He slaps himself in the face. He says, get your shit together you Hans features of the Glistening River. Come on. <laughs> He's like slaps himself a couple more times, I guess. All right. All right. All right. You hear Guntar crack the door open and you see another figure walk in. A kind of slimmer version to Hans walks in and they go, are you ready yet? Come on. I think they're about ready to get started. And Hans kind of sighs and goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Cash, by the way, this might be inappropriate, but are you busy right now? Let's see, I was at your wedding,
4: so Would you mind
0: being one of the I didn't plan on having a lot of people on my side. Would you mind being one of the the groomsmen?
4: Oh yeah, sure. I feel a little stupid without wearing a it's, tie. It's now, fine. But... I,
0: I need to get dressed myself. You see, he has like a on the side this like fairly ornate like
4: like a valet sort of station. Yeah, he around.
0: has like this, you, you can see hanging up, there's like this leave-in suit with like, it's very slim. It's like two essentially like bars of ivory that like wrap around each other to make a vest. And then a very like, a, a, almost like a, a, not a leotard, but a, a kilt of of leaves and vines that kind of go down. He says, it's fairly informal. Don't, don't worry about it.
4: Okay. Okay, yeah, I can do that. What what kind of groomsman duties do I need to fulfill at the moment? Just,
0: you just have to stand there essentially, they're gonna do the whole thing. It, gnomes like to keep the ceremony portion short and the party portion long. So, you know.
4: That I can agree with.
0: <laughs> Hello, this is your DM here. DM obviously stands for Dream marriage which you're about to witness right now after this short break thank you so much for listening to this episode of you might be wondering how we got here if you like what we do and you like how we do it uh go ahead and rate us five stars on itunes google play wherever you get your podcasts and hey if you do that guess what we'll put a character in the show name it right after you Another way you can support us is by going to our Patreon, patreon.com slash YBW podcast. We got a whole bunch of tiers and rewards and specialty stuff on there for you. We got some bonus content at five dollars. You got some interactions that happen at ten dollars and all the way up to I think 250, where we'll DM a game for you. So yeah, uh, go ahead and check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash YMBW Podcast. And guess what? Hey, if you, get, you can't get enough, if you just can't get enough, go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at YMBW Podcast. Uh, and there, if you tweet at us or tweet at this tweet about the show using the hashtag YMBW, guess what? we we'll are also put your name in the show. whole bunch of different ways to get in the show. So go ahead and do all those, huh? It'll be great. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Uh, We're going to stick to the Bi-Weekly just for a couple more weeks while I get my life together. Uh, But as you can tell, sound design, even better. It's getting even better. It's more. There's more of it. There's great of it. There's tons of it. Baby, yeah. Uh, So yeah, if you like what we do, go ahead and share the show and get more people on board. The more people on board, the more show you'll get. I promise it. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I'll let you get back right now. Do you do anything special to prepare for this joyous dinner?
2: Nah, I just throw on uh, uh, like a ch- like a charcoal You're gray wear a suit. Suit is I should have you asked. Should have asked. The, you didn't. So I should. I, I should have asked a a the, Jordan's gonna wear his. What is Jordan gonna wear? Jordan's just gonna. Wear I asked Jordan. Hey on. I, I put the suit on. I'm like too much. I don't. I I should have asked how. Maybe maybe I was just gonna wear
0: some nice. Cargo shorts.
2: I mean, J- Jordan, I've never talked to you about this, but we really got to up your style, buddy. I know you're 19, but uh,
0: I couldn't I could not care less. Let's let's go. I'm assuming she you're a whooshing sound outside. Your maybe door.
2: that's why you're hey, you know, maybe that's why you're still single. I don't want to hear it from you.
0: Uh, <laughs> You hear a knock at the door with a metallic clunk, clunk, clunk.
2: As I go to the door, I'm single for other reasons, Jordan. It's not because I'm not charming. And as I open the door. <laughs> she goes, I'm sure. Are you all ready to go? Uh yes. Is hang on. I totally forgot to ask. What is the dress code I just put on? I'm not wearing a tie. I say I'm not wearing you a tie. You are fine. So it's
0: it's just going to be us. Oh. Well, not us. Not me, you, and anyway. <laughs> Come on. Uh, she she walks into your apartment, and she goes, May I use your teleportation room? Yes, of course. She walks into your teleportation room, begins drawing sigils on the ground, and as she finishes drawing them, she says, Ready? Yep. She taps the circle while walking through, and you appear on the other side in her teleportation chambers. And you hear... The sounds of small footfalls as you guys walk out. And you see two small children just kind of running around this table. It, you essentially, like, walk out. This this chamber is not as big as yours. It's just essentially just like a closet. And you hear the small footfalls of children running around in circles as uh, around this table. You see a tall, burly man. He has a, like, what is, used to be, like, a, a, a tarp kind of satchel to him. And you notice that, like, he has... A wing? A wing? A wing. Okay. On his back, uh, where the other wing probably would be, is where the tarp is kind of covering him. And you hear two children run up and they go, Mommy! And they run up and hug Sarah. She kind of pats them on the head. She goes, uh, Run along now. Go go get ready for dinner. And she motions for them to run, run along. You see her take in this winged figure. She goes, damn it, Nolan, did you break your prosthetics again? And you hear this ASMR man bark out. He has this, like, flowing white hair, and he turns and you see his, like, pure white eyes, and he smiles as he looks at Sarah and goes, (laughs) There was a little bit of a confrontation at Central Station, and I may or may not have broken a part of my prosthetics. They're on the table if you wouldn't mind fixing them. And she, you, you notice that like the table is set, but sitting on the corner is like this contraption. Think of it like Icarus, like an Icarus-like contraption of the wings, except for it's just a wing and an
2: arm. And she just walks over and begins fiddling with that. How could you do this to me, O'Neill? Huh? You're making me meet new people in a person's home. I, Tyler, am anxious, am socially anxious right now.
0: Fantastic! Great. <laughs> Continue. And you see another woman, a very, very pregnant woman, younger than Sarah, kind of rolling out on, in this wheelchair. And she goes, I told him not to go. I told him we had something to do. But he is insisted on going to fight whatever monster was down. Said it was a calling, whatever, blah, 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 blah. You know the drill. And Sarah just lets out a chuckle and goes, Wes, Jordan, these are my partners. Nolan, not from this world, obviously, and a Samar Fallen, living among us today. <laughs> and Nolan kind of lets out another chuckle, goes, <laughs> you always talk the best of me, Sarah, rolling his eyes. And she goes, this is my other partner, Whitney. She is the person who keeps the house while Nolan and I run off on our various adventures. And Whitney goes, I have my own share of adventures watching the children. That I am slowly but surely getting ready to have to retire some of my adventures. She motions to her very poignant stomach. She goes, Nolan is dinner almost ready. And you see Nolan now after, after Sarah. He just picks up like this big boiling pot of water with the one arm and begins straining it kind of over this strainer. And goes, it's almost ready. Just have to get the sauce finished. And eventually you all sit down at this table making awkward small talk amongst yourselves. Sarah kind of lets a little bit of her life in. They are all in this polyamorous relationship. Sarah really can't have children, so when they met Whitney, like that was something that they all decided to work on together. And they just could generally talk about like small talk. They they make small talk with you, they make small talk with Jordan. Um, and eventually as the meal kind of comes to a conclusion, you see Sarah get a little bit tense and she goes, "Wes, I have Something to ask you. It's something that I don't think you'll be happy to hear about, but I think you might be interested in. Okay. Uh, children, run, run along. Go, go help. Uh, go help Papa clean up. And you see Nolan beginning to clean up and take away plates and beginning to wash. And you see the children running along to go help him. And you see Whitney uh, pull up, and she actually like grabs this laptop from underneath and begins like typing away at something. You see Sarah go. Wes, there has been some developments in the latest world of the arcane. There is a clear and present danger to all of us, but the United Nations doesn't want to tackle it head on. Some of us have made the executive decision that we are going to tackle it ourselves. That means we have to go back underground. How familiar are you with the history of the society? You're, You're bringing the society back. To its original form. No more red tape. No more lies. No more miscommunication. The society fell because we kept secrets from each other. We didn't tell each other the full stories. We didn't tell the people in our teams the full stories. And it fell. And it was our fault. But what threatens us now is far more powerful than anything we faced before.
2: Sarah, I'm pretty damn familiar with the history of the society. I know you. I know how it ended for them. I know how it ended for my entire family that was involved with them. Not one Barrett has made it out of the society intact. But I've had a pretty weird fucking dream last night, and I have a feeling that I can't deal with it on my own. When do we start?
0: If you're willing. I want to make sure that I guarantee you we'll be forefront. We'll be honest with whatever information we have, not that we have a lot. But she glances back to her children and to Whitney, and she goes, The world's in danger, Wesley, and you've saved it once. I'm asking you to help save it again. I, uh... Jordan goes... I'm in. I mean, I'm not really doing anything anyway. <laughs> yeah, just
2: eating all my fucking food.
0: Hey, listen, that money's half mine anyway, and you went and blew most of it. So, are oh, they going to be? Are uh, going to be like? Are these meetings going
2: to be like catered? Oh yeah. By the way, Sarah, she. Um, if you ever need, if SWAT needs an armory, I got you. Do we need that? Do we need? We've been considering it. Just we'll get chat, back to me. We'll chat later.
0: I am a little bit suspicious, but I think I can trace the dots as to where you may be going with that. Jordan, to your point, yes, the
2: society will be having meetings. Our first one will be at the end of the week. Sarah, who else is involved right now? That's, that's my only other question. I'm in, insofar as I'm willing to hear you out and come to the first meeting. I just, uh, who who else will be there? The
0: members, we aren't disclosing. In fact, this is, as far as we can tell, very illegal and definitely against the Phaetonian and and Paranormal Defense Agency Acts. What we're doing is highly illegal, but we, the council, will be putting ourselves at the forefront. We aren't disclosing any members, and in fact, everyone will come cloaked, which I assume will not be a problem for you. All
2: right. We just asked that. Okay. I understand it separate separate the group so that if one person gets ganked and the rest of the group doesn't get doesn't get cut I get that exactly let me just just answer one question and I'm in and I'm all the way in uh Cash and Julie you see her take a deep breath and go
0: the fates have been spinning for quite a while so I wouldn't be surprised if you did get your old team back together
2: all right. We'll be there.
0: Jesse, the next day, you go into the office. You're doing your standard duties. You've had your debriefing with your team. And you get a page to come to Major General Malo's office.
3: Okay, let's go. You
0: walk in. He is writing something down on a piece of paper and then goes over to his laptop and types something and then writes something down. Scrolls on his laptop, writes something down. He says, Julie, if you wouldn't mind, have a seat, please. Of course. You sit down, and he finishes what he's doing, writing things down, looking at things, writing things down, looking at things, writing things down. He folds up this piece of paper, uh, kind of seals it with this envelope, and it just disappears as soon as he seals the envelope. And he goes, Captain Davenport, you are being relieved of duty at once. You are being reassigned to a special mission.
3: Okay. May I ask why I'm being relieved of...
0: We need you as a special operative in a covert reconnaissance mission. There has been word of some underground society forming, we don't know the entire, scope of the situation. Your mission is to find out who's involved, what their goals are, and to follow them and report back to me. I will be divulging the information to the rest of the... Paranormal Investigation Defense Agency, and we will act accordingly. But, if you wouldn't mind, keep this 100% discreet. The only person you will report to is me.
3: Of course. I wouldn't dream of telling anybody.
0: He goes, your team will be reassigned, of course. No need to worry about that. The paperwork's already been handled. The meeting place for this meeting is apparently somewhere in the Chicago Harbor, although I think the the information about it will be coming faster than we assumed. Okay. So, be ready for any other information.
3: Do we have any suspects?
0: <sighs> the most alarming thing about these suspects is that it's people from the previous... Society that you apparently worked for, which is why we decided to go with you for this mission. And a certain person of interest that we have, that has been eluding us for some time now. A certain Wesley Barrett that I am sure you're familiar with. I am. Once we figure out the society's goals, Wesley Barrett will need to be apprehended and taken down, of course, as you know. But you will need to be completely covert in this mission and if you need any memory adjustments so that they cannot read your mind that can be done within the medical facility
3: is there any kind of charm or shield i could wear that could prevent
0: Mm. we might be able to outfit you with that so we will try to figure that out We'll, we'll we'll get working on that let us know any other items that you might need for this mission i understand that every other member besides those who are being represented Is supposed to be clandestine From what we, our information is telling us Not quite sure what that means But the meeting will be at the end Of this week I will be there Fantastic, you are dismissed Captain Davenport Thank you sir Hello So Hello. The ceremony gets off to a interesting start People are still filing in as the organ begins playing. You begin walking down the aisle. <laughs> do you explain to Kumi what's going on, or yes, do you just kind yeah, of? Yeah, I don't just like show up, up, in, up in the way. bridal
4: party, be like, okay, so I'm not sitting down. I'll be over there. But yeah, I like dip out at one point to be like, okay, she I'm goes, gonna check in with you, and
0: then I'll be back. In. Right. Okay. Okay. I I think I, know, I understand yes, what's going on. And I said
4: on. yes. I don't know.
0: Sure. <laughs> She she lasts.
4: You. Okay, you, you. you have a history
0: now with Kumi <laughs> of just kind of doing things and she's she seems fine with it, but it is very funny to her. <laughs> and she pulled Eventually in. the ceremony gets off to a start. Um, people are still filing in. People are kind of being a little bit loud and chattery um, on the gnomish side as the ceremony begins to start. The gnomist side actually fills the Han side, which you guys were kind of sitting in. It It's essentially mainly Greta's family. You do see one other little bit older, not like old man, but like probably if, if a human were in their 50s, elven, dark-skinned elven man sitting there kind of with his small glasses just looking at the situation very... He's definitely looking down on the situation, but Gosh. you guys walk in... The music plays, and the ceremony goes. And it's beautiful. Hans walks up with you. You take a smaller gnomish woman by the arm as you guys walk up and split off. Then about three more gnomish women walk in after your bridal party has been... as After Hans's bridal party has ended, three more just kind of walk by themselves up to Greta's side. Is
4: also a groomsman?
0: Guntar is also... Uh, it, yes! it is Hans's brother, <laughs> Guntar, and then you. So a very just mixed bag <laughs> in general. And then you see Hans. He walks up with his very tight leave-in vest, exposing his center torso with his leave-in kilt. And he has this like ring of golden leaves around his head that go behind his pointed ears. And he walks up and then eventually you see Greta. She's wearing this beautifully ornate white and and pink and purple flower dress that comes down and drags behind her and is being carried by pixies as she walks down the dress, the veil covering her face, and everyone immediately just dead quiet as she begins walking down the, the aisle. And... Everyone's kind of in awe as she walks up. And as she walks up to Hans, he slowly lifts the veil. And you hear a gasp come from the audience. Greta looks just as beautiful as she could be. And you see Hans, like, take a moment to, like... Take a breath, and then kind of you see him like turn and begin coughing to cover up. Like he, he does a little tear wipe, and you can definitely tell like he's definitely emotional in this situation.
4: <laughs> yeah, aw.
0: And and you see another a, a gnomish man kind of lumber up to a, a more portly gnomish man r- lumber up to this altar, and the ceremony begins. It doesn't have a long winded. Opening and the two exchange their vows. Hans does a little bit of a fumble in between his, but the sentiment goes through. And as that happens, an aurora borealis begins to glow above them as the tree, the center tree, begins lighting up with these different glowing orbs up and down it, and a doorway opens as the two say, I do and they both walk into this tree. It it takes them a moment to get to the top, but they emerge at the top and then they exchange there first marital kiss
2: yeah. and the
0: entire room lights up at this point gnome's hanging off the shield the ceilings jumping up and down you see hans's brother kind of pinches his nose and shake his head and laughing at the, the gnomish figures you see Guntar wiping a couple tears away he's he's been he's been sobbing this entire time, <laughs> uh, <Good> time. <laughs> And this is, the the gnomes don't even start, wait till for everyone to leave before the the party starts. You hear a certain gnome that goes by the name of Jebediah begin playing this music as everyone begins, like leaving out and the party gets off to a, a fantastic start. What do you and Kumi do? Cause this is probably the wildest party you've ever been to.
4: I think I'm going to go easy on the drink this evening. But I'm ready to fucking get down and get funky.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jevadiah is playing this music. He's also acting as a DJ, sometimes switching between, like, kind of more orchestral music with this huge orchestra mismatched in a sort, but they all work together, and then there's also just, like, normal Phaetonian or not Phaetonian, normal, like, guy in music that plays mainly, like, 80s hits, uh, yes. going back and forth kind of <laughs> going stop between believing. the 2 <laughs> <laughs> Exactly <laughs> It is just a wild time uh there's like games happening yes definitely gnomish line (laughs) dances lots of spinning and jumping and flipping it's wild it's a fantastic party kumi is actually off she actually gets in a little bit of a a gambling game and ends up cleaning out a (laughs) whole bunch of gnomes nice and you root her on kind of drunkly (laughs) you've got the glow that's my girl (laughs) at this point uh, and, and she handily beats these gnomish folk who spit and curse, but everybody's having a great time. Aye. And the dancing <laughs> continues far into the early morning light. And as like, gnomish folk begin to eventually like pass out on the floor at this point, you figure most people probably won't leave this place. What do you do?
4: At some point during the actual evening before it gets like, Sloppy, I'll probably uh-huh. like stop and say hi to Greta and like all that stuff. And she'd be like, Oh,
0: congrats. And, and then, yeah, she, have she, a conversation. she goes up to you and like, Yeah, she goes, uh, th- Thank you so much for coming. Uh, we, you know, Hans didn't necessarily invite a ton of people. So I'm I, thank you for coming of course. To, to support of course. him. Um,
2: yeah. Uh,
0: I want you to know that like all the, the SWAT stuff is it's water under the bridge. Like, thank you so much for, for coming. And oh, of course, and it means the world to us and it means the world to him. So,
4: yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well. And at that point, she gets pulled off and has to go talk to like 12 other gnomish people. <laughs> uh, and she, you see her just take three shots just, just quickly off the them bat there. before like just pounding them down champion. before she has to go talk to other people. <laughs> it's a wild party. The cake. I didn't even describe the cake. It's this huge cake. It's, like, 10 feet tall and is, like, 17 different flavors. You could just tell that, like, whoever made this cake just decided, hey, fuck it, all of it. (laughs) And it was, like, there's so many different portions to the cake, and the food is fantastic, and it's just, like, a wild party. But, yes, as the night winds down, what would you like to do?
4: You know, if there's, like, a little slow dance action, like... It, yeah, there's like slow point.
0: dancing happening. You and Kumi kind of slowly dancing in the center. You see Hans and Greta also dancing kind of in the middle. Everyone's just kind of slowly coming down. You see Jebediah has passed out on the ground and somebody else has his guitar and is trying to play, but not as good. But you know, it gets the <laughs> mood across.
4: It all works. <laughs> Thanks for coming to me with me to this.
0: Yeah, of course. I wouldn't miss this for the world. I had a great time. Gnomes know how to party. Holy Mm -hmm. shit.
4: Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know. He's not going to say it here. Nope.
0: Okay. You see Guntar tink tink on a glass and he... He looks a little tipsy, but he's a big man, so it probably takes a little bit more for him to get gone. But you see him swaying a little bit. And he goes, mm-hmm. a toast to friends, to loved ones, to love. And everyone who's still conscious kind of picks up a glass, even if it's not necessarily theirs, and goes, here, here. And everybody drinks.
4: Well, I am. Well,
0: I am. Eventually... The night kind of finally comes to a close and you see various gnome and elven folk kind of beginning to pick up and clean up and repair some of the damages to the various structures in this building. Yeah. (laughs) You see Hans and Greta have gone at this point and it's just a few folk just kind of sitting around chatting and Guntar and Hans's brother, who you haven't maybe learned his name yet, uh, walk up to you and Guntar goes Thanks for helping.
4: Of course, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Glad to do it. I'm Cash, by the way. Nice
0: to meet oh. you. Oh, nice to meet you. Uh, my name's Vess.
4: Is that Vess with two S's? One S. Is that Vess Fuck with you. one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming. It, it did mean the world to, to Hans. I know our dad ended up showing up finally, but no one else from the clan really. Does the whole wedding thing, so it, it really does mean a lot gotcha. that she came.
4: Of course. Yeah.
0: Guntar does a little bit of a, a side-scratch and goes, um, Did you hear the news?
4: What, what news in particular?
0: Uh, he does a little bit of a look around, um, and then he kind of crouches down to you, and he kind of whispers in your ear, The society, we're getting back together.
3: Oh. oh. He does
0: a, a nod and goes... I don't know if you've been offered yet, but I would come.
4: Huh. Okay, I'll keep that in mind.
0: He gives you a nod and, and Ves goes, Well, I have to go make sure that my brother didn't die, so I will be seeing you all off. Thanks again for coming. Vailing it up. really does mean a lot. Thanks, Vess. Nice meeting you. Nice to meet you, too. He does a- 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 an elegant elven bow and Guntar and Vess walk off
4: go to bow, but my head's a little foggy, so I'm like, oh, God, okay. You you do a little little bit of a (laughs) stumble. Kumi
0: grabs you by, like, the collar of your shirt. She says, come on, you. And the two of you begin kind of making your way back. Later that night, uh, you finally make it back to your home. Everyone else is asleep. And finally, you and Kumi kind of settle in for the night. And you have a dream. Hmm. And the fog in your dream sort of clears. And you hear a familiar voice. (laughs) <laughs> hello hi I believe it is time for a new lesson okay
4: am I drunk in my dream Huh? am I drunk no. in my dream
0: okay good <laughs> you're sober I, I don't wasn't think you, sure what you, you, you,
4: your laws <laughs> what, you know, what mental state I enter these dreams into that's fair
0: he goes there will be developments coming to you in the future and I think you need to prepare for them you know how to use the spirit realm yes it is time to teach you how to use it for others. Oh! And he begins like, he begins push, pu- talking you through this kind of, you're familiar with it in a sense because you've used it physically, but you've never like, you've never figured out what it meant. And he begins describing like the spiritual connection everyone has. And, and you, you know it because you've used it. You've used it in fighting this like connective aura between other life forms. And he begins describing, you can mingle your energy, your spiritual energy with others. And that is the way that you could channel the spirit realm for others. Hmm. So essentially you can channel the spirit realm spell for another person. It just costs you a key point for each additional person. You use the spirit realm spell.
4: Okay, makes sense. Mm.
0: And then he goes, there will be a challenge. coming Uh, to you soon okay i don't mean to and then you wake up because there's a knock at your door your house door what time is it you glance over to the nightstand alarm clock you have it's about 3 a.m Go
4: check the door.
0: You uh, wake do, like, up. Like a
4: peephole or something. Yeah, you look out the peephole. Nothing there. I like crack the door open.
0: As you crack the door open, you do see something on the welcome mat to the house. You see a pair of shoes. Oh. Fine. A pair of silvery shoes.
4: Hmm. All right. I pick this up. You know when you pick up shoes with your two fingers and the heels. Yep. Like that. Pick them
0: up. Pick them up. Cool.